Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. You know, at this point in time, usually come in hot, usually come in pissed off, angry about something. It's Wednesday. It's middle of the week. You've had someone at your office, someone in your life that has irritated the dog. You're something specifically. Maybe it's not a specific person. I don't really have anything that's bothering me. Now, there's a few stories that I want to get into that people are beefing with one another, Hunter Yurichek and Jay Billis, Michael Orr and the Tui family. Ooh, yeah, oh, that's a good one. We got breakfast this morning. I, uh, yeah. Christian, Tommy brought breakfast. It's really hard when I was munching down on a biscuit and a fat Coca-Cola to be angry at Yeah, I didn't even go anything. Diet Coke. I got you boys full pop It's hard Coca-Cola today. It's hard to have a bad day when it starts off with breakfast. Yes. I don't know what it is, but it just it's, it's it sets the well, tone. I appreciate it you, sets man. the tone. Y'all been working hard lately, getting you getting you ready for the season. So, I mean, I appreciate everything you guys are doing, but I got I got a question, Ty. I, I hope I don't burp like mid-show cuz I, <laughs> I have built maybe up the some Coke carbonation. Was a bad call. Yes, let's say I, it. I got one big question about this breakfast. Can I expense it? Yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> right. You absolutely right, can't expense sure. it. That's the you can expense pretty much anything. Pretty, that we pretty much, it's not real money. I, I fa- it's not real money if it's on the expense report. I found out you can't expense alcohol. Found it out the hard way. <laughs> so don't try and expense drinks. You can expense anything except for alcohol, as I found out the hard way. But again, we you know at a quarter till five. There's just not a ton of options. But uh, mm-hmm. I did I did the best I could do for you. I, listen, I biscuits, hash browns. <laughs> Full Coca-Cola, the official drink of the Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm happy. Yeah. All right. Thank goodness they're back. I just wanted to say I'm not always the best at showing gratitude and appreciation because I'm so, again, locked into work. I'm so... Yeah, he's a company They call man, me folks. a workaholic all yeah, the time. They do. That's all, in fact, he's got the t-shirt. So I just wanted to say as we opened the show this yeah. morning, thank you very should, much. And Christian should we get him a, a coffee mug, Christian, that just says, I'm a workaholic? <laughs> I drink out of it. He does work hard. Well, we all do around here. Thank you. We all do. A good team. Um, yeah, we all do. All right. Well, that's where we'll start this morning again. I'm not in a bad mood. Maybe you are. You can jump in on the McClarty Daniel hotline, 877-377-6963. But there are, again, some people beefing this morning, this week, that those are some of the stories we'll get in. We got plenty of stuff to get into this morning. I heard from Cody Kennedy yesterday. Got a chance to uh, listen to him and some offensive linemen. Want to talk about some road games this fall. Listen to these holidays. It's National Bratwurst Day, National Roller Coaster Day, National Tell-A-Joke Day, National Rum Day. Richard Davenport's going to be... Uh, there's one burp. Going to be with us in about 25 minutes. Pro. He's a pro's pro, uh, folks. I can't... I can't. Then Clay's going to be with us later on. Oh. <laughs> Workaholics burp, too. See, what's that thing right next to you? Right there to your right. What is that, what is that the thing? The camera? Say? No, next to the camera. What does that thing say? Cough drop. Cough yeah. button. There oh. you go. See? See? Push that. Uh, see, we, we can't hear you. In fact, hold it down. Hold that down for the next three hours. The whole show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. All right. 
Good to go. I, I will. He's I, a pro's pro. I, broadcasting lessons are fine. I use this. Off. I use this when I am about to swear. I have sworn <laughs> expletives, and but I haven't necessarily and, and coughs and sneezes. I just haven't used it for burps. Yeah. So now I use it for burps. That's just another addition to the the cough drop. So smooth, so polished. It's just amazing. He's still single. I, I mean, it's just it's just amazing. I did. Uh, I did fall in love. I mean, this it's, weekend. It, it is one of the real the real mysteries of life. How could this refined young man still uh, be on the market? I think I found with my... With no real prospect. He'll meet I mean, somebody it's unbelievable. At, he'll meet somebody at a football game one day, yeah. and it'll just click. <laughs> oh, I've met plenty of women at football game. It just hasn't, as you said, clicked. I yeah. did fall in love this weekend. I think I found my wedding day. You fall in love every in weekend. I do. When I'm, on the <laughs> road, when I'm on the road. She's not aware of it, but you're... Yeah, you're I'll fall in love in Oxford, Mississippi, okay, and Tuscaloosa, out, Alabama. Time out, time out, time out. You fell in love this past weekend? Yeah, I did. Here's the, here's, here's the real question. Did you even talk to her? Yes, Does I did. Does she even know you exist? Yes, I, right. got, I got her number and right. everything. It because was pretty... there's been occasions where you have fallen in love, but there was never words exchanged. There was words exchanged. In <laughs> fact, in fact, my friend said, and I quote, dude, she's actually into you, man. Like, not, man, like, with a surprising tone, like, how could you be, how could someone be into no. you? But she was very... <laughs> receptive to the conversations in fact she went over the top to single me out must have been in really late situations there you go what was her blood blood alcohol level she was actually i was <laughs> drunk as a skunk she was sober so maybe that was why i was more smooth because oh. i wasn't nervous as i usually am so when talking to a beautiful ty. woman she didn't meet ty she met tyson yeah yeah okay. the better got it that's the, the better way to yeah He's a lot more fun, to be honest. <laughs> Monday through well, Monday through Friday, a that's a low bar. Yeah, Monday yeah. through Friday, nine a.m. ties. More matter of fact, got to get this done. But he's week, a company man. Weekend ties, yeah. anything but a company man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you crossed a major body of water and waited to the weekend. Uh, me too, man. Just, just let to, just let me and Christian know when the wedding. So, is. what is the percentage she comes to this wedding? Where's the, where's the wedding at? New Orleans. Well, probably a better chance because oh, yeah. New Orleans is fun. Yeah. I can just say. Question is, is she coming for you or New Orleans? I don't, it doesn't matter. Things <laughs> justify the means. Uh, uh, all I'm going <laughs> to say, I just asked her and she said, uh, I think she said, I'll think about it. And she gave me her number and I'm going to send her it. a picture. Have you tried the number? It's, listen, it's her area code. So that's a well, good that start. Mean it's real. I haven't texted her. Three are correct. Listen, I wanted to play hard to get. I'm texting her on Friday. I wait. Oh, I'm gonna wait almost uh, a week. Hard to get. Yeah, playing yeah, hard to get. You're the prize. You're yeah. married to the company throughout the, the, through the, the week. Sh- you're married the show- to the company till yeah. Friday. You're the showcase showdown. Yeah, I, I get it. You're I'm playing the, hard to get. I'm the Got show it. pony. In fact, I'm uh-huh. gonna say text her <laughs> on Friday's rundown. <laughs> um, but no, that's the plan. I'm gonna send her a picture of beignets from Cafe Du Monde. You couldn't spell beignet without B E N I N G E beignet. No, no. Okay. I believe there's a silent T in there. I'm not sure either. I'll have to look that okay. up. But I, I only thing I'm certain of is you don't know how to spell it. But I'm just gonna send her pictures. Like, hey, we'd love to see you in New Orleans. We can share some of these and have a great have a great weekend well, together. Better than biscuits this morning would have been beignets. <laughs> Yeah. The extra powdered sugar. But they probably had about five times more calories. Those were pretty good. So Ooh. our morning rush entourage, I really hope you support me on this endeavor. I think it will go well, but we'll have to, to wait and see till Friday and potentially the weekend till she responds. All right, checking the Bet Saracen app on uh, Ty's response level. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's at 14 to 1, and it looks like Phil Mickelson's already placed a large bet. Well, that's, better, so. that's better than I thought it would be. It's not 50 to 1. Well, it's not, you know. 
It's not seven. She to five was either. beautiful. Like you know how like you oh. you see a guy next to a woman, you say, "How the heck did he get her? How did he get talking to her?" You ever seen that? That's movie? the equivalent. She's out of my league. That's what oh, this sounds. This sounds like it's a sequel. But what happens at the end? Guy gets the girl. Yeah. So we won't talk about what happened in the middle. Uh, I definitely see some <laughs> some correlation. Oh yeah, that was. Don't bring up that scene. It's weighted. It's rated R for a reason. Good movie. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. It's one of my buddy's favorite movies. We watched that before he got married. It was great. And he's married to someone that's out of his league, so it really does. There's a connection there. Mm. You should watch it, and you'll probably marry someone out of your league. You seen what? that movie, Christian? Uh, what is it again? She's, she's out, out of my, my league. league. It's got Jay Bruchel, yeah. Alice Eve. Oh, Alice geez. Eve. Woo. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm living it because I'm married to someone out of my league. There too. you go. There you go. All right. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, go into the lake, go into the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. That's Factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's welcome him in. Richard Davenport, Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. Richard, one of the things that I've learned about you is you, you develop relationships with a lot of these guys that you cover in recruiting before they get to Arkansas while they're at Arkansas, after at Arkansas. And I know you had a relationship with Alex Collins, who unfortunately died on Sunday night. What can you tell us about the man off the field? You know, Alex is good. I mean, he was, as we all know now, I mean, he was just an incredible uh, uh, communicator, personable, 
great interview, but he didn't like to do a lot of interviews. And uh, when when he was going through the recruiting process, I mainly talked to his high school coach, Doug uh, Gatewood, and he kind of would talk to Alex and uh, then fill me in with uh, what's going on with his recruiting, if he was going to visit Arkansas and all that. But, so uh, the, the first time I ever talked to him in person was in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> that was for the Simplify All-American game. He and Austin Allen and several other Arkansas recruits were there for, for that game. And that was the first time I talked to him. And, and Doug, his coach, told me, he said, now this guy is a different dude. And, and obviously he meant it in a good way because he, you just, you, he, he was such an adventurous guy. I mean, he played, he, uh, we, we know about the uh, uh, Irish dancing. He got the Irish dancing bug from Doug's uh, daughter who uh, would compete in uh, Irish dancing. So, and he, he was very close with uh, Doug and his family. And, and uh, so that's where the Irish dancing came from. And then, uh, I mean, he, he, he uh, even did competitive uh, cheerleading. I mean, uh, how many guys oh, wow. in football are going to do competitive cheerleading because he just, but he didn't care what anybody thought. He, he, he just, he was so unconventional. I mean, he, 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 he liked trying different things. And, uh, and that's something that, uh, he, he was very adventurous. And, and that, that's something I think that really stuck with me and talking to him and, and getting to know him, you know, once we started talking a little bit more and, uh, when he was in Fayetteville, you know, I'd see him and we would talk, but, uh, uh, he, uh, he was uh, probably one of the more engaging uh, guys he did ever want to talk to, but he wasn't one of these guys that uh, wanted to do a lot of interviews. So uh, that was kind of kind of different because I told him, I said, "Man, you need to you need to be out there because uh, he was so likable." And uh, I mean, I, I think he knew that people gravitated towards him, but uh, he just wasn't a big talker for us with the media. And you think about that time period. I mean, obviously, the connection was Bielema. Arkansas wasn't going to South Florida and getting a ton of talent in here. And you'd just come off the 2012 season um, that, that really didn't set the tone for, hey, this is the place where, you know, all pro backs need to go. <laughs> we're, we're, we're guys that uh, are looking to, uh, to really get to the NFL need to come to Arkansas. The, the program wasn't in, in great shape, but he still came to Arkansas and ended up being the number two all-time uh, leader in, in career rushing yards. I just think about that commitment and coming in at a time where things weren't exactly at an all-time high here. Yeah, he was uh, he was recruited by uh, Brett at Wisconsin, and they they had developed a really good relationship, and and he had visited Wisconsin. So uh, when I first, I mean, I, I I didn't know much about Alex, uh, you know, until obviously Brett got here, and 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 they started recruiting to to Fayetteville. Uh, but in, in talking to uh, Doug, uh, I really got, you know, the sense that uh, wherever Brett in, ended up, he was, Alex was probably going to go. And it wasn't, I, I, I'm not going to say it was a slam dunk, but their relationship was very, I mean, very, very tight. And, and, and don't forget uh, Charlie Partridge. Charlie Partridge also, you know, is, when he was on, on the staff at Arkansas as a defensive line coach, was very close to Alex, and, and he was actually from Plantation, Florida, the same, same area as uh, Alex. So uh, you, you can't uh, can't forget how how, how influential uh, that relationship was, and in him deciding to be a Razorback. But I always kind of 
after talking to Doug and, and, and the times when I talked to Alex uh, during the recruiting process, I always felt like Arkansas was going to be the, his destination because he, wa- he wanted to go to a place that uh, he knew he was going to be able to run the football. And, and obviously, Brett, Brett did that in Wisconsin. He, he's going to do that at Arkansas. And obviously, it worked out for him. Talking with Richard Davenport this morning, Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. And if you want to share, again, any memories, Alex's life and his legacy is not limited to just one day. You can do this throughout the morning. Chuck's going to be back us with the, we'll hear his thoughts later on the next two days as well. Richard, I want to ask about Sam Bakke. I, I heard some good things about him during fall camp. He's the guy that really sprung Bryce Stevens for that long punt return last year against Missouri State. What does that do to the wide receiver room? A kid out of Georgia that looked like he was going to contribute this year, but now out for the season. Yeah, that, that, that's the tough part because you know you you figure he was, he was going to this was going to be his development year. I mean, what, what I say is he, he wasn't going to be the go to guy, but he was going to be the guy, guy that uh, would get some catches here or there, and then maybe mid season or later in the season. Maybe he would uh, really blossom into one of the uh, guys that uh, KJ really focused on, and obviously he's got he's got very good size and and pretty good speed. But uh, yeah, you hate to see that. But uh, if there's you know one one area on the team, I mean there, there's several areas. I think this is the most deep team that, that Arkansas has at all positions, and I think receivers uh, one of them. So I, obviously it's it's not a positive. Anytime you lose a guy at a position, it seemed to be coming on, uh, especially a young guy. But uh, you know, that I, I think they'll be okay. But uh, I, obviously, uh, that that depth it took a little bit of a hit, and, and 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 you really can't afford to lose anybody else going forward. I know there are freshmen that are can, can contribute, maybe not this year, but in years to come. But if you had to pinpoint two guys, would it be Luke Has and Jalen Braxton that contribute as true freshmen in year one? Yeah, probably so because both of them been on campus uh, since January, and obviously the, they were highly talented coming out of high school, and then and then the, just seeing them. Uh, in uh, in practice, in spring practice, especially Luke, uh, I was very impressed with what I was when I saw him. And he just looks like a guy that belonged from day one, and you don't see that too often with freshmen. I think Jalen's another one. His speed, his athleticism is, uh, I think, top tier. Uh, he played both ways in high school, and he uh, he was a heck of a receiver too uh, for his high school team. And uh, I think uh, I think. Because of his uh, athleticism and his speed, all guys in the defensive backfield have have that. But I, I think Jalen has uh, he, he's a notch or two above most other people. I think uh, you know at, at his age and, and uh, coming into college and having that extra time during the, during the spring, I think is going to really help him. Remind our audience because I know you know you've got coaches. You know, in Fayetteville, that they're they're going through camp right now. High schools are this week going through their benefit games and scrimmaging and getting ready for the season. Uh, kind of what the recruiting calendar is right now. I know we'll have official visits starting to come up when they uh, they when the games start in Fayetteville. Kind of run through the timeline because I think people kind of get disconnected on that this time of year. 
Yeah, well, it's a dead period right now for both football and basketball. Uh, basketball ends the 20th, so then I'd be quite scared, so they can start having kids on campus, but I don't anticipate that happening until, uh, you know, football season. So uh, they like bringing in kids for, for, for football games, let them see the atmosphere and stuff like that. Football is a dead period all the way up to, to September. Uh, and then, uh, then, then, then you'll start seeing visits uh, for, for football weekends and stuff like that. But uh, uh, right now the coaches – and, and I think uh, right now for basketball, you, you notice Coach uh, Moss and the staff, you see them on social media, you know, tweeting out vacation-type uh, 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 photos and videos and stuff like that. Well, I mean, obviously it's a good time for them to get some downtime. And for the football coaches, they can just totally focus on uh, – on fall camp and get ready for that. It doesn't mean that they're not still recruiting. They are, but uh, they just can't have anybody on campus. I think if you polled all the coaches privately, they'd all be for expanding a few of the dead periods a few more days. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! I, I, I think, I think they, I think the NCAA is going to have to really get serious about. Uh, we, we talk about mental health for for student athletes and. And to focus on that, I, I think you need you need to focus on the coaches and the mental health because the the, the downtime that they get is very limited. Uh, it's 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 twenty four seven recruiting, transfer portal, uh, getting ready for the season, uh, coaching during the season. When and, and when you get in the season, there's no there's no there's no time off. I mean, it's it's full bore until the end of the season. So uh, oh. and then then you get into the recruiting calendar, and there's. There's just not enough breaks for them to really be able to the coaching staffs and co- all, everybody involved, sports staff, even them, to really have a, some downtime to have you know have family time. And I think the NCAA is going to have to get serious about that at some point. Yeah, because you feel like if you're not working, you're not doing. Someone else is, and you're falling behind. And then you think about right now, dead period for the basketball coaches uh, through the twentieth. Well, I mean, if you got kids that are of school age. Uh, and most of these basketball assistant coaches, most of them do have a a kid of that of that age and that that uh, age range. Well, they're going back to school, so you're you know you're really limited as to what you can do personally to, like you said, refresh yourself and kind of get ready for it for the grind of a year. You know, recruiting is always going to happen, but do it in, do it in a way that gives these coaches some uh, uh, some family time, more family time, and a, a little bit. Uh, better chance of just catching their breath and, and and not having to worry about getting kids on campus. I mean, it's, uh, I, I thought it was pretty insane even before the transfer portal and everything involved, uh, NIL and stuff like that. They, you know, we, heck, NIL is a different uh, animal too, but, uh, uh, it, it was crazy before all this. And then you add all, all NIL and a transfer portal and all that and having to read, Recruit uh, everybody on your uh, on your roster at the end of the season, or d- even during the season. Uh, it, it's 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 just endless. Seems like it. I'm glad it's not my profession. Richard, we'll leave it there, man. We appreciate your time this morning. We'll do it again next Wednesday. As we're 17 days out, we'll be 10 days out next week. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Speaking of coaches, let's hear from an Arkansas coach, Cody Kennedy, talking about the offensive line yesterday and talking about, hey, 
doesn't need to be a drop-off when someone goes down. You don't control when somebody goes down. If they haven't been put in that situation, their confidence is also going to be impacted. So those drills kind of later in practice are time for us to utilize those different combinations, especially along the offensive line, right? Because you got trust among the five guys that are out there that you work next to every day, but you want to fight against the drop-offs when you sub a guy in, all right, or a miss happens in the game, something along those lines. So they did sub a guy in for this past scrimmage. Andrew Shambly was in for Devin Manuel. Here's been injured. And again, we didn't watch it, but from what we heard, it looked like the defensive line got the better of Shambly at times. Here's what Coach had to say about the young man from Allmail, Arkansas. After the three practices he's been there, I feel exponentially more confident in Andrew Shambly. He's done a really, really good job filling that role, but hats off to the D-line and those guys, too. He can't make the mistakes he makes with the twos, with the ones, and it flies. You know what I'm saying? There's a level of error there when you get up to the ones where you can't get by. There's always going to be drop-off when you go from first to second stream, but again, they're trying to to make that smaller and smaller. Uh, I mean, again, you want to close the gap, but let's not get carried away with the fact that the defense may be a step or two ahead of the offense. I mean, some of this stuff can be scripted and it'll go back and forth in the narrative. But, I mean, anyone that's been around football and has listened to these camp stories for years or has, you just remember back to your high school days, the defense is always ahead of the offense early in camp. That's not a new narrative. Mm -hmm. So the idea, and I know we're talking about a particular player at the tackle position here and where he's at in relation to the starter or potential starter at that spot. But, I mean, that seems to be one of the overarching narratives of that that the offensive line is behind the defensive line. Well, you should expect that. Defense is always ahead, or should be. It's when it's not, you better be concerned about your defense early in the camp. That's generally how it goes, and I bet if you were able to analyze headlines and stories across college football, probably the majority of them are going to have that same narrative. I like how Cody Kennedy phrased it yesterday. That defensive line is humming now. They're humming now. And as you said, that's how she could be. Now I want you to listen. Well, we want to hear. Yeah. And I'm forgetting if it was Brady Latham or Bo Limmer, but one of these guys said this yesterday, and there's a point I want to make off of that. We've got a lot of really good young guys with a bunch of talent, not just on the O-line, but everywhere. I know you are talking about the D-line a lot. I think this offensive line has hurt all week. And after this scrimmage, how much they got played in that pass scrimmage. And you just brought up a great point. Typically, the defensive line is the unit that gets the better of the offensive line initially. High school, Death college. Death and the defense is ahead early in camp. NFL. <laughs> it is. Here's where I would come from. I think the, the offensive line is going to have a much better because I think they're hearing it, seeing it on social media, Much and they're going to want to show showing than this past Saturday. Okay. I think that they're going to look a lot better on... Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to be incredible this season, but if I had to put my money, if Bet Saracen app had, hey, who wins the day on Saturday, the offense or defense, and if it was scripted down the middle, it was fair, Pittman just said, we're going to play it like a real game, I bet the offensive line wins on Saturday because they're, they're ticked off. All they've heard all week is they got tuned up. On Saturday. Well, generally, and I bet if we went back and we looked at the last five or six or seven years, I mean, even multiple coaches, one week the defense kind of wins the scrimmage, one week the offense kind of wins. I mean, these things are set up, and the narrative coming out of the coach's mouth is generally pointed in the direction it is for a reason. You're challenging players. You want your, you think these players don't go back and listen and overanalyze what their head coach is saying? Mm -hmm. Hey, did he mention my name? Did he say it right? 
did my mama hear him talk about me? I mean, I mean, the the when you, particularly at that age, when you're not getting spoken about in the mass media often, these these guys are paying attention to that. So his words are many times pointed at the players, not just the people reporting in the room. Yeah, no, that's the that's a key point right there. So a lot of these he's times, motivating through these press conferences as well, and they should. All good coaches are able to do that. Now there are things that are said openly within public forums and public discussions, and things, of course, as you know, if you played any line of sport, doesn't matter if it was in middle school, high school, college, whatever, that are said in that locker room. And there's a balance, there's a delicate balance that coaches have to abide by to, again, you don't want to blast a guy publicly and unless you know that's going to motivate him or something. Like different players are received different ways. And again, that's a element of coaching that I don't have and power to the guys that do because it is, it is not easy to balance that. Well, no one's sticking a microphone in our face other than the ones we put in our face ourselves and you know writing down every word we say and that's you know that's the power that the voice of sam Pittman has outside of his locker room and inside of his locker room so don't be surprised like you said when saturday the o-line kind of has won the day in the trench. oh they'll win they're they're gonna win on saturday if i had to if i had to put money on it if i had to put a fat expense account on it it would be we would reap the benefits of the offense winning on saturday the Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's see if you boys have been paying attention this morning. Christian, Tommy. Yeah, you're going to fail the agility test. That's what I'm Yeah, well, I'm probably going to fail that in October, but the attempt is what matters. If, sorry, Arkansas had two top guys on ESPN's college football 100 list. Where were they at? On the top 100 list of college football players ranked by ESPN. Who would they be or where would they be ranked? It's KJ Jefferson and it was Rocket Sanders. Where were they ranked at? And they they posted this yesterday. It's been on ESPN.com. If you had to guess, I'll I'll give you this. I'm going to say Rocket in the 30s and KJ in the 50s. Okay. Christian, where do you think they're at? I don't know if you saw it or not. I know one for sure. I did see. Okay, where where was thirty it? was KJ? Yeah. Okay. So where, where do you think if that's and that's right? Okay. Where was Rocket on this list? Eighteen. That's right. Be ahead. I, mean, so I, I saw it. Rocket so. would be ahead of KJ. Yeah. So. Rocket was at eighteen. KJ was at thirty. Do All you right. think that's an accurate measurement of where those two Arkansas Razorbacks are as a whole? I think a lot. Yeah, of people, I don't know how you know how to rank them. I mean, all, all you can go is on last year. 
It's, but we're not talking about last year's ranking. We need to talk about this year's ranking. I think ranking, most right? people have Rocket above KJ when it comes I, I to would agree with that. position rankings. Whether 18 and 30 are the right numbers, I don't know because I don't know how to put that in relative terms with everybody else that would be in consideration for, say, the top 50 I would, players. I would think KJ may be a little, his number may be a little too uh, high. I think he might be closer to the, actually closer to the top than that, uh, maybe in the 20s. Okay. Well, they'll, again, what I think is going to happen this fall is that KJ, of course, is going to have a really good season. I think Rocket's going to improve as well. But I think Rocket is going to solidify himself as the top player drafted of this football team. He's going to be the best running back in the SEC. And I just cannot wait to see this guy. Now, the offensive line has to play out. There's various other factors that are a part of this. Receivers have to catch and be deep threats. Otherwise, they're just going to load the box. But again, Rocket and KJ both in the top 30 of ESPN's so, college football rankings. You have it there. I don't I, I don't know what you got in front of you. That was the only two rankings. Okay, I, I just sorry. wondered who was number one. It was the only thing. I, uh, I, think, Caleb, I think Caleb Williams, if I remember right, well, off sense. the top of my head. The Heisman Trophy winner back at USC for another year. He's probably going to be the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. I believe he was number one. Speaking of KJ, he's named to the Manning Award watch list. He's one of 33 quarterbacks on the Davey O'Brien, on the Maxwell as well. Not surprising to see him at that point in time. Here's a question, though. Of the guys named to the list on the SEC, Will Rogers, Jane Daniels, KJ Jefferson, Spencer Rattler, take your Razorback glasses off. Who has the best season of those four? Now, you have to think about coaching turnover, think about what's on the roster, the schedule. Who has the best season of Rattler, Daniels, Roger, and Jefferson? I guess I, I guess I'm obligated to say Daniels, Jaden Daniels, because we both picked them to win the West and yep. go to the SEC championship game. So I feel like I'm backing up on my predictions already if I don't say him. I wasn't a huge believer in Rattler, but he kind of finished the year strong last year. I think he's gonna after being a year in the system. I think he's gonna take another leap there. I think he's gonna throw for a lot of yards. I don't think he. when you watch him play this year, you're going to think he's the Heisman or anything, but I think he'll throw for a lot of yards. I, if I had to pick one, Tommy, like you just said, I would say it's Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels is the guy that's really going to explode. Last year, he had over 700 rushing yards. Now, are my words. I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. They're losing that week four game to Arkansas. KJ and company are going to come in there and win that football game. I don't care that it's early schedule. I don't care that all eyes are on LSU. They're going to wallop Mississippi State the week before in Starkville. They're going to come back to Baton Rouge thinking it's going to be easy, think it's going to be cake, think it's, oh, we have the best home stadium in college football, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to blow it like Brian Kelly often does. Zach Arnes always brings it up. Brian Kelly always blows it in a game like that. And they are going to lose week four when Arkansas comes to town. Absolute. Cannot wait to see it. But I would also say that Jaden's set to have a really good season. Kevin Cops moving up, y'all. Not surprising. The Padres have moved him up to the Triple A. Tommy, this team is in El Paso, Texas. He has been uh, really good in the Double A system in San Antonio, staying in Texas, moving up. Could be a Padre before it's it's too long. Well, and uh, that's the dream, right? Being in the show. Being so, in the show. Being in the show. Mm-hmm. So. All right, last thing here in your hog update. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. I want to say it again. Florida is donning new uniforms for the first time ever in terms of they're wearing all black. Now, you mentioned November being a pretty good day. Well, I mean, it can still be warm, but not hot. Early November in Gainesville. 
So, I mean, if you're going to bring out an alternate color, which I don't think Florida needs to be messing around with alternate colors, but, uh, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But they got iconic colors, unique colors. I wouldn't mess with it. Wouldn't that be so great the first time that Florida donned these uniforms that this ended up in a loss? Now, that wouldn't be the reason because of it, because you have a better football team, better quarterback. I think could be better coach. Pittman over Napier. We'll have to wait and see how Pittman, or excuse me, Napier does in year two. But that would be so immaculate to witness that in person. Even if Florida's <laughs> not even good, even if Florida's not even good, you still want that one win that you have never gotten in the swamp, especially after what happened in 2009. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Sparky. All right, let's go through these holidays real quick, Tommy. Are you ready? Christian, yeah. you ready for some yep. of these holidays? All right. Here are we go. Are they actual holidays? I mean, according to the holiday website that I researched that get right. on every day, they are actual holidays. Bratwurst Day. I know right. you you take a bratwurst over a hot dog, right? Oh, absolutely. A, John, a Johnsonville? Absolutely. Johnsonville brought over a, Yeah, absolutely. Christian, hot, hot dog or bratwurst? Bratwurst. I see. I go hot dog. National Roller Coaster Day. The best okay. theme park ride that you've ever been on is what and is where? Hmm. I just I just went to Silver Dollar City. I wouldn't say it's the best theme park overall that I've been to, but it's getting a lot better. I'll go with Outlaw Run at Silver Dollar City. Fire in the hole, Silver Dollar City. I've, no, been, it's I've, no been all of, I've not been on Time Traveler up there. Okay. Um, the, time Traveler is fun. Today's... Yeah. Today's the last day for or this is the last year for Fire in the Hole. By the way, they're coming out with a new improved one. Oh, that's yeah. lame. I don't like when they redo stuff. Go ahead. Well, you might want a newer one that might be safer, but but whatever. Uh, but safety's not an issue. Or just to be different, I'll say the roller coaster at New York, New York, in um, Las Vegas. Is that the one that goes? It's on top goes through of the, the building. Oh, yeah. that's cool. You yeah. been on that? Now, I've not done the one on top of the stratosphere. That's the one you're talking about. That would about. terrify me. The I'd Tower of Terror on that? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd be that. I'd be uh, wetting myself if I did that. Uh, the ones at SeaWorld in Orlando, there's one that you kind of lay on your belly and it lifts you up. And that, that's pretty cool. The ones that's at Universal cool. are good. I've got a an older daughter that loves to do that. And my youngest daughter, we're, that's one of our next trips is to uh, to do all the Heck roller yeah. coasters. So. See, uh, was Shamu? Get splashed by Shamu. Yeah, we've, we've done that. There's uh, Orca or something's the name of that uh, roller coaster that's really, really neat and kind of a different sensation. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Jewelry! 
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Clay, usually uh, we start things on a positive note with you, but it's really hard to with what occurred earlier this week. Alex Collins, again, unfortunately, in a motorcycle, crashed on Sunday night. I know you uh, had conversations with him. I know you saw what he did on the field. Just kind of your thoughts on the passing of the 28-year-old this week. Yeah, I think where you have to start with Alex Collins is just how he meshed with the community. You know, he went and read in elementary schools i mean if uh, if there was something community outreach that was available he raised his hand and embraced it and really there there's so many people in northwest arkansas that that came in contact with him because of that and then you can you can talk about his relationship with pat gazola at the catfish hole and he worked there you know he bus tables i mean it, it you know served food Pat says that he was by far, you know, his best ever hire. I mean, it just, it was just, and of course, those two became, you know, became close. Um, but I, and then if you want to talk about on the field, I, I think I was, went to the very first scrimmage of his, you know, the, the August of his freshman year. Uh, that was not a time when he, I mean, he didn't come in, you know, for the spring. He was just there for the, you know, for the summer, graduated from high school, came in, first scrimmage, and I was sitting with Bo Mattingly and Bruce Ritter, and we were watching, um, and they ran a tall sweep to him, and he planted that right foot and cut, and I went, oh. And Bo and Bruce looked at me, and I said, what's what's wrong? And I said, that's otherworldly. I mean, yes, like, you know, it, he, I mean, he cut and went across the grain. And I said, for that to be the first run that he's made, he is a great player. Yep. And now they had Jonathan Williams. I don't know if you remember, um, but that proved to be a terrific tandem. I mean, he could run the ball. So that was the first play that I saw him. The last play. And I, some of y'all will remember this. Some listening, they're playing Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl, and they're like 18-yard line. They need one more score, and the game's over. Might have been over anyway. <clears throat> but they ran an off-tackle play, and Kansas State had an all-Big Eight, all-Big Twelve, whatever it was then, defensive tackle, fifth-year senior that was a stud, and Alex just flat ran over him just ran over him and the guy's just laying sideways backwards reaching and he made a cut into the end zone so that was his last run and he was the mvp of the game they brought that guy into the interview room and he says he goes uh i saw what an sec back is a little while ago alex collins is the real deal so that that's the way he went out that's the way he came in, and that's the way I remember him. I remember that practice you're discussing. I was sitting next to Derek Ruskin and had the a similar reaction. And uh, I remember him just warming up in that practice. And I, I vividly remember they, he was running towards the right, towards the south end zone, where we were 
seated because we were seated outside. The press box was not open. It was a nice day, and and you're right. I mean, just his physical appearance, the power of his run, just the the way he did it as a true freshman was next level. And yep. I remember no, saying, right, he's going to be a, an all-conference player, and he was a lot more than that at Arkansas. Oh, just terrific. And, and just a delight to be around. And, you know, those eyes always sparkled. You know, when he, he didn't like to do interviews because he thought he was poor at it. And he didn't like being poor at anything. So uh, Pat Pearson, the SID, walked up to me one time and he says, hey, I know you've asked for Alex, but he read something that you wrote. He'd like to do an interview with him, with you. And we, it was supposed to be 20 minutes. We went an hour and a half and it was just pure gold. And, you know, he wanted to know about my family and it just like, and all once I said, wait, Alex, I'm interviewing you. You're not interviewing me. And, but that's just the way he was. And just, you know, just a beautiful person. And I'm so sad. And, and I know, uh, Razorback fans that didn't even know him. They got that feel, that vibe of what he was like. And, you know, everybody just assumed that he was going to turn pro after that Kansas State game. And it was nip and tuck because he did not want to leave Fayetteville. And, you know, he showed up from time to time. I mean, he might have an off week in Seattle, and you look down on the sideline, and there he was. And uh, I'd kind of mosey over after the game and kind of bump into him a little bit. It's like, what? what's the deal? I mean, he says, I had to have some of that catfish. And uh, just just a beautiful person. He's really popular on campus, too, immediately as a freshman. You don't often see guys come in as true freshmen that immediately feel comfortable being the, the tour guide or the, the guy that's always just high-fiving and, and taking pictures and stuff. But I can tell you from being a freshman the same time he was, he was Exactly that. Again, y'all we, liked him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. He was definitely the most popular guy on campus our freshman year. Yeah, and it was. And, and, uh, it's easy to say stuff like this, you know, after somebody passes. But hey, we were we've been saying this for you know for what was it? How many years is it? Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many ever years it's been? That's you know, if, if you if you ask somebody uh, who who did you enjoy being with as far as a Razorback player, and you know. Some of the older people, they might say George Wilson or Bill Montgomery or, you know, Chuck Dykus or what. But anybody in the last 20 years, usually it started with Alex Collins. Oh, and again, uh, unfortunately, uh, if you're just jumping in with us, Alex Collins passed away on Sunday night at around 10 o'clock at, uh, around Fort Lauderdale, that Florida area. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll hear Chuck's thoughts later on tomorrow and again, reacting to the news that we unfortunately had to share with everyone this week. Clay, I got some football questions for you. Some stuff that I, I just want your opinions on because I trust you. Uh, tight end stuff, we, we, we heard from Coach Kenny yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on that. But I wanted to ask you about the tight ends at this point. You've gotten to see a little bit of what Coach Turner guys have been. You got Luke Has, you got Francis Sherman, Ty Washington, Varkis Gums. Uh, there's one other guy that I'm names blanking on the top of my head. How do you think that's going to... Shamar Easter. Yeah, Shamar yeah. Easter. Um, how do you think that, that role is initially going to look like in, in game one? And then maybe how you see it playing out progressing through the season? Yeah, and I think that's a good question about how it will be early and how it will be late. First of all, you know, you have to see kind of how some of those guys hold up because because that is a tough position to play. You're you're in the box a lot of the time, and you know you're getting banged around by some bigger players, and you can, you can get 
you can get injured. And, um, you know, we, we saw, uh, you know, the, the Hudson Henry kind of fought through that kind of stuff, you know, just could never stay healthy. So that's a position uh, that, that you will get some injuries, and that's why you want to have four or five, six guys at tight end like they do now. And, the, you know, the good thing about the portal is uh, if you've got a position of need, you know, a fifth-year guy, fourth-year guy that, that wants to leave his, his situation at, say, uh, you know, a mid-major, uh, you know, like Gum and, and, and some of the other guys, you know, that there's it's perfect. Arkansas had opportunities, so they were able to fill that. And they brought in two, you know, classy freshmen. Um, I I don't know that we're going to see just a ton of too tight early. I think it's it's going to kind of roll into that at some point. Okay. Because I think that their their plan might be to you know use more two running backs because those guys are better players than any of those tight ends. And I'm talking about what I've seen of late of Dominic Johnson. He's back. And he is he is he is huge, and his thighs look like Earl Campbell's thighs, yeah. and I, that won't mean anything to some of our younger listeners. But the older guys, you know, his Earl's thighs are like our waist, and <laughs> and just a, he and he's got quick feet. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I believe is going to really help their goal line and short yardage is that he's he's a difference maker in those you know if you need if you need six inches or a yard and let's face it that was one of the real weaknesses of last year's team you know down on the goal line there's so many games that were hinged on they couldn't get the key one yard missouri was for sure that way and um you know, there's probably a couple of others. I mean, Texas A&M was, was certainly that way. Uh, you wouldn't have to try to go airborne from the three. If you knew you could just hand it to Dominic Johnson. The, but it's – so the tight end deal, as these guys prove themselves and you get a little more confidence with each one of them, you know, maybe Dan Eno starts to kind of sprinkle some of that two tight, even three tights, uh, into, you know, his play calling. And I know that he's got that. You know that, but it's that's not where I would focus on to start the season. I, I think I would focus on using an, an extra one of those those four backs. So here here's a question to go off that is Dominion or Dominic Johnson. I think we've thought AJ Green was the number two running back. Have any have any of those two surpassed him? To this uh, point, based on what you've heard and seen, uh, are you talking about the Dominic? Uh, yeah, is either Dominic or Rashad? Yeah, so they're all different. Uh, it, you know, you you have plays for one that you might not run with the other. You know, the, there's some things that you're going to do with AJ. You know, you might start him with motion and bring him back across the formation. You know, have him going. You know, you fake rocket going right, and then you bring AJ going back the other way with his speed. You know, the misdirection those jet sweeps, the same way that you saw Felix Jones and Darren McFadden play together. I mean, they ran some place for Darren that they didn't run for Felix and vice versa. So, you know, it's it's what you want to do with them depends on what they do. Now, uh, this is something that uh, I was wanting to get to today, and I'm glad you asked. Um, for instance, Alec, Alex Collins was a craft, craftsman of a runner. 
I mean, he 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 ran with his eyes a lot like Felix Jones. And then I see the same thing with Rashad Dabinion. I mean, the way he sinks his hip, hips and cuts and feels, has patience, doesn't have to go, you know, willy-nilly into a hole, can wait for it to open. There's some things he can do that those other backs don't do quite as well. And then you've got, you know, you've got the, the, the huge power and speed of Rocket. So, uh, you know, so it, you've got a play caller that knows how to utilize all those weapons. So when you say, well, this guy, and then, of course, if one of them gets hot, he's going to get more snaps. And, and then the other part about it is they'll get dinged up. They're not gonna, they're not gonna play twelve games, and you got them all for all twelve. There'll be a point in the season where you 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 can rest a guy that maybe he's you know he took a shot in the ribs, or his shoulder is dinged up a little bit, or he turns an ankle. I mean, it's like Rocket didn't play the bowl game. I don't think. I think what did he have? Maybe two plays, three plays. Mm-hmm. They didn't miss him, and. and that's the luxury of having multiple backs. So, wh- how they're ge- how they're used will depend on how they play, what plays they can block, uh, the perimeter, how the tight ends block. There's some things that you know you've got a playbook that's like you know 400 pages, but it may be that maybe their right tackle can't block some of those plays, or their left tackle can't, so you don't run them. Um, we're going to get there in a little bit, too, about the tackles, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, if you got questions for Clay, we'll get you answers. The McClarty Daniel Hotline, the best place to call or text, 877-377-6963. I want to circle back to the tight ends, Clay. Which amongst that group is the best blocking tight end and which one might be the best catching tight end and maybe who has the best skills of both of, both of those worlds? Yeah, the the guy that I think is the best route runner in, in hands is probably uh, Luke Haas, the freshman from Bixby. Okay. He he's he's probably not the best blocker, but he's a good blocker, and I think he might be their every down guy, um, best combo guy. Because you got to yeah, do both the tight end. Yeah, you do, and but he and he's every single day he's getting a little better as a blocker. Um, yeah, you know, everybody likes Nathan Bax, you know, at point of attack because he's a little bigger. So that that would be my, you know, say okay, if you're going to run two tights on the goal line, you know, maybe that's that's one of the guys that's out there. Uh, he's got good hands. He he's not as fast as some of the others, um, and he's probably his feet aren't as quick at being able to get through, you know, some of the little pile ups and, and get out of there clean. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's, you know, there's, I don't think there's a great one there right now. There, there's not a, you know, there's not a Jody Davenport. There's not a DJ Williams. There's not a, you know, and you can name some of the other tight ends through through, you know, through the years that, you know, there's not a, you know, Hunter Henry. There's not somebody like that yet. I think the, you know, the, there's several of those that could be that. It's just unfair to, you know. They've been out there for, you know, ten days to say this guy's ready to be a, you know, an All SEC tight end because there's not one like that. But what they do have is is some numbers, 
where they can absorb some injuries and still be able to play with the tight end on the goal line. And and you just you got to have one or two tight ends for short yardage in the goal line to to be able to, to keep that backside clean. And that's what happened so often last year is the tight end wasn't able to pick up the guy coming from the backside and all at once you've blocked it pretty good in the A gap and there's somebody coming from the side that hits him, you know, two yards deep in the backfield and then it's then it's a no game play. Clay, if I had to bet, I would bet you're gonna see a lot like you were referencing a minute ago of maybe Rocket and AJ Green, Rocket and DeBenyon trying to get those guys on the field because those are uh, if if Rocket and KJ are your best two players those other running backs might be three and four. Yeah, that's right, and it'll change during the year. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that you're, you may see some real growth from from AJ Green, and I, I think that they, that he's a guy that has some possibilities because of his speed, that just fascinates everybody. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I think we'll see some things like we saw in that kind of that AJ Derby Hunter Henry era where. Tight ends were some of your best players, and uh, just not maybe now, they, maybe they, down the road. Right, they just found creative ways. Things mm-hmm. they're going to have to work on more that are maybe outside of the um, the base offense. I would agree with all that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.